Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me in this week. This week, I'm so excited. I get to talk with my gals from Old Millennial Podcast, Emily and Margot. Have you checked out their show yet? Because it's one of my favorites. They definitely are the best. They deep dive into my favorite time of our generation, the 2000s. It's my favorite, guys. I'm sorry, as toxic as it is. Guys, I wanted to do a little bit of a corrections corner from last week's episode with my sister. I mentioned that Elizabeth Gillies is divorced from her husband, which I confused with Alexa Nicolas. Alexa Nicolas is the one who broke up with her husband, who is actually a singer for the band Rye. Um, let's get put a pin on that. But yeah, he is uh, the lead singer artist of Rye. And he married Alexa when she was like a baby, a baby. And they got divorced and she's been suing him for grooming and using her sex noises in his music. So I confused her with Elizabeth Gillies, who was in Victorious, and she was dating her now husband um, at 16. He was a writer at Victorious at 36, and they're married now, and they're still together. They got married this past year. I don't know. I got them confused. So yeah, Alexa Nicholas is in Zoe 101 and Elizabeth Gillies is from Victorious. Alexa Nicholas um, with the artist Rye, which can we talk about Rye for a minute? Side note, no, I really want to talk about Aaron Taylor Johnson, who appeared in Black Rain, Rye's music video. And y'all know how much I love that music video. And you guys know how much I love Aaron Taylor Johnson. But can we be real right now? How like, I think this man needs help. <laughs> Not only are his Instagram videos of him jumping. I'm sorry, but that to me screams get me out of here with, you know, the whole thing with his wife grooming him and him being buddy buddy with Brad Pitt saying that Brad Pitt has a shit list of people who doesn't want he doesn't want to work with. And it's like, OK, and I don't know. I feel like Aaron Taylor Johnson needs help. And. Yeah, somebody save that guy. Anyway, just a little bit of a corrections corner here. I cannot wait for you guys to listen to this episode. I had so much fun with Emily and Margot. Like, so much fun. I And they live in the Bay Area. Like, I, guys, I need to have a drink with them whenever I'm in, in, t- in their town. I'm not going to reveal where they live. Um, yeah, 
I can't wait to grab a drink with these ladies and talk more about Mandy Moore because we really off the pod got into it with Mandy Moore. And yeah, Mandy Moore is a mystery to be solved. And I can't wait for you guys to hear this episode. Cause this must be heaven I gotta testify Come up in the spot looking extra fly For the day I die I'ma touch the sky Gotta testify Come up in the spot looking extra fly For the day I die I'ma touch the sky Now let's take them high Hi guys, thank you so much for joining me this week. This week I am so excited to have Emily and Margo from Old Millennial Podcast. How are you ladies doing today? Good, good. good. Thanks for having us. We're really excited to be here. I'm so, so excited for you guys to be here. Um, I feel like you guys are so knowledgeable in this subject that I think we're going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> I agree. Yes. Um, so we're just going to go for it. Worst week, honorable mention. Who would like to go first? Um, I can go. Okay. My honorable mention goes to uh, men in high profile custody cases. And I'm looking at Brad Pitt and Jason Sudeikis. Like, why is this my business? And why are you all so terrible? And why are you, why, why are you doing this to all of us and your own children in public? It's very embarrassing and you should feel embarrassed. So the whole Jason Sudeikis, um, I'm not that informed besides the fact that he did bring papers to Olivia Wilde while she was premiering a movie. But beyond that, I feel like something else came up this week. So can you inform me a little bit about it? Of course. I was really hoping you would ask and I'm (laughs) glad you don't know so I can tell you because Emily (laughs) has definitely gotten an earful from me. Have I? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. So he, he released a statement like a week or so, like earlier in the week saying that like, oh, of course I would never try to publicly embarrass her. Like we tried all these different ways, but she's just like, the implication was she's just too busy fucking Harry Styles everywhere. Oh, can we curse on this podcast? Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) For a second. I was like, wait, I I know I've heard people curse on your podcast, but wait, I want to double check. Oh no, totally fine. (laughs) But um, he released this whole statement about how sorry he was, but she's just too busy fucking Harry Styles. So like he had to serve her this way, like whoops a doodle. And then they kind of had like a bit of like a public back and forth. And then there was something that came out even later this week that was like, yeah, they're not on speaking terms. Like, yeah, I wouldn't be either. Yeah, thank (laughs) It's very uh, Camille Grammer and Kelsey Grammer now have to talk through like a mediator about their kids, you know, after their their disastrous end of uh their marriage is that why there's photos of olivia wilde and harry styles like i felt like that was also like so 
blown out of proportion this week too and I was like can she enjoy a dinner <laughs> right I don't really know what she's doing wrong here yeah, yeah. probably you know I feel like that kind of like leads in nicely like to the, the Brad Pitt stuff like you know you always heard that like oh he really is he doesn't seem like it but he's like buddy buddy with us weekly and people and he's always he, they always have his back like no matter what and I was like I don't know like maybe there just isn't anything there and then all of the the entire report is released and you're like oh my god no this whole time that he's been trying to make it seem like she's a bitch and she's terrible and she's all these things really was true that it's like whether it's him or his PR it's it, it all kind of comes back to you right so um that was very disappointing but not totally surprising so Brad Pitt is actually my worst week winner because oh. of, the, oh. of the 2016 jet plane. And also, I don't know if you ladies heard about this, but the Katrina homes where he had to pay out $20.5 million to 100 families who were promised homes, but they were left with leaky roofs, mold, electric fire. Oh, no. Um, let's just say it made it worse for the families than better. And yeah, um, that also leaked out where he basically paid off the foundation. It was called the Make It Right Foundation. Um, uh, but uh, yeah. The irony is upsetting. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. But it reeks of so many other like uh, ill-fated celebrity created foundations that end up like when we were covering the uh, Brittany Murphy's documentary a few months ago they talked a lot about this Brittany Murphy foundation that like started and then kind of went nowhere and like no one really knew its cause and it was just like seemed to be some weird front and like it's just oh man those celeb fronted nonprofits are a dime a dozen just shady 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 and he did try to take his name off of it at the end but it was already too late and he just had to pay off the fine so yeah mm. and then the whole angelina jolie having brad in a chokehold really like that's been an image in my brain <laughs> look as somebody who really loves the movie salt like i i really i ask emily i cap for this movie so she's hard a, it's she's a salt apologist she's a salt oh apologist my God, I love for like it. a straight year she would troll me with like oh is this a sequel to salt is this salt too um but it was very easy for me to imagine i was like that's my fucking girl you put him in a fucking chokehold <laughs> i know that all of these years being an action star is paying off in this moment yeah yeah truly it but worse yeah week for brad pitt and an honorable mention who's your honorable mention emily well i give an honorable mention to the poor u.s patent and trademark office employee who has to process mariah carey's application around trademarking quote the queen of christmas so I don't know if you've heard this, but Mariah Carey is like many celebrities trying to trademark a title like this is very common Taylor Swift's done this a few times like so Mariah's latest is that she is trying to trademark the Queen of Christmas and there are plenty of people out there, um, understandably so who are not having it including Darlene Love who's a very famous singer from the 60s who recorded a lot of those like Phil Spector, you know holiday hits. And um, basically it's come out that she has filled out, filed the paperwork and she is also trying to register the uh, Pris Princess Christmas and Christmas, Pr 
princess. And I was just thinking, are there any noble or royal titles that we could associate with holidays with certain celebrities? Like I thought maybe Adam Sandler could be king of Hanukkah, but like, I, you know, I was just thinking, do you guys think there are any other celebrities that could capitalize on a holiday and, you know, try to trademark something here? I mean, the first one that comes to mind, which is pretty disappointing, is Stassi with the outfit of the day trademark, <laughs> where she tried, and I feel like a lot of people do do that, but it does have, like, one day where it's, like, a staple holiday, but, yeah, I can't think of anyone else that has, like, a trademark holiday. Yeah, it'd probably be, like, maybe Martha Stewart, but I also feel like she's just, like, I'm not doing all that paperwork. I don't have to. I'm going to no. go smoke weed with Snoop Dogg. Bye. No, <laughs> uh, which they, by the way, put out a campaign, I believe, I forget for which state. I think it might be Pennsylvania. It's a reminder that uh, convicts, that if you have prior convictions, you can still register to <gasps> oh, vote. Yes. And it's Martha and Snoop Dogg together, which I thought just, like, a continuation of the best celeb friendship out there. I know. I I love Martha Stewart. I mean, her birthday was this a couple weeks past and like the comment that she made about she can't wait for her friends to die so she can go out with their husbands. I thought that was <laughs> iconic. Yes. <laughs> no I, yeah, I just love her more and more. <laughs> um, do you guys have any other worst week honorable mentions at all? Oh yeah, I have a couple. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my other honorable mention goes to Kanye's gap line that he presented <laughs> in trash bags in the middle of a gap store. Like I'm so I'm from LA and there is a place called Jet Rag um, off of La Brea. And I don't know if they do this anymore because, you know, pandemic and all. But there used to be this thing called the dollar sale where it was set up pretty much exactly the way that Kanye's clothes were set up, except they were you paid a dollar per clothing item. And that's exactly how much I should be expected to pay if I'm going to scrounge around in your little Ikea bag full of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I have them as uh, the gap as my honorable mention for best week ever. <laughs> it, I feel like it goes both ways because it does. I'm from Northern New Jersey and there's this awesome thrift store. It's called Udelco. It's, it starts with an H, the town. I can't even think of it right now, but you would spend the whole day just scrounging in those certain types of construction bags that he was saying that they're not trash bags or construction bags. Um, and I would find like gems, but I'm not going to do that for a oversized black t-shirt that I can probably get at Target. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this is not, this is not a sample sale. This is not a prize to be won. I'll just mosey over to the jean jackets that are hung up nicely and figure out my size. Cause as someone else pointed out, like, I don't want an experience when I go shopping. I just want to find the thing I want and I want to leave. <laughs> I wonder if that particular store with that photo because I have seen other tweets where um they've gone to the gap store and it's folded and they sized it but apparently like he wants it to be messy so if he does seize it as that as a front he will mess it up apparently I don't know this is all alleged just you guys can read it and look it up if you want to but why <laughs> is he in your best you said honorable mention yeah so not okay. Kanye specifically the okay. gap and the yeah. reason I say oh. this is because they are relevant again, thanks to another Kanye collection. And I am predicting, you hear it, you've heard it first here. 
uh, that the Gen Zers are going to bring back everything since they're bringing everything back from the 90s. I think Gap's going to have a moment. Um, I think khakis are going to make a comeback. I think we're going to be jumping, jiving and wailing and bootcut fits. We're going to have commercials with white backgrounds again. It's going to be khaki swing all over fall, baby. Like, so that is why Gap is my honorable mention this week. I bet I they're mean, praying for that. Like they, oh, they're, yeah. they're depending on these Gen Zers <laughs> to like save them from, I don't even know, like probate court or whatever. <laughs> I'm down for the commercials. If yeah. they can do like the old 2000s, like, um, they did like jingles like Christmas advertisements yes. as well um I would be so down for that and I am totally down with your theory because they were going to file for bankruptcy gap not that long ago they weren't yeah. doing that great and mm -hmm. I just know there a lot of their stores shut down and we have one here in downtown Santa Cruz and I'm like who is this for because <laughs> I just go in there for the sale section sometimes they have a good sale but like yeah it's been dismal so maybe you're right easy's gonna put them back in the map and i'm down for the commercials now like <laughs> <laughs> let's get that ad budget up 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 <laughs> so my worst week um honorable mention has to go to the gosling family do you guys watch john and kate plus eight at all yes. i was a huge fan when it first came out i think Absolutely. everyone was <laughs> <laughs> well, John Goslin accused ex-wife Kate stealing $100,000 from two of their kids' bank accounts. It's the same year that she purchased a North Carolina home. <clears throat> she has admitted to withdrawing the money out to survive and meet her children's expenses. But I really hate that I'm siding with John on this because he is such a POS. <laughs> like he's never been a good person in the, he's always there to talk shit about Kate on anything like Good Morning America he's like yeah I don't know what she's doing like get a life it's also um, hard to be on the side of a man who's worn so much Ed Hardy you know like it <laughs> feels bad inside to be like he has a point and I don't like don't do this to me please I'm begging like, you no I will not side with this I mean he's trash he's always airing out his personal battles with her and I understand the kids are all 18 right now but like yeah, I feel like he's always like on the sun, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like just like trying to have anyone listen to him. But yeah, um, a good honorable mention for Kate and John Goslin because they're both accountable in my opinion. <laughs> totally. And those haircuts just mm, never forget. Oh, I had to go through a whole, um, the first photos of when they were in the first season of TLC. He he had to get hair plugs right because oh, oh like totally a hundred percent yeah yeah, yeah of course gone in the first season and then like what by fourth it was there I don't, I don't know I have to re do a whole dive back into that thing I think even if you look at pictures of him now especially with like the flash on or something you're like yeah those are hair plugs <laughs> obvious so who is your runner-up this week mine is Lisa Rinna. <laughs> I, I thought maybe for a second it might be too niche, but this is the third. Yeah, today's Friday. This is the third day in a row where she's like trended on maybe my my specific Twitter as, you know, a Bravo fan. But, um, you know, she needs to maybe be put on pause or demoted to a friend of because this last episode, I kind of how does anybody sit in a room with her and be like, you need to be based in some sort of reality, even your performance, like 
whatever you're doing is not grounded in reality and you're just very annoying and you say really ignorant stupid shit and like everyone can see through you and you can't just blame it on your mom dying that's like insulting to other people who have lost parents and managed not to terrorize their coworkers for weeks on end especially at a charity event no matter what the charity is called <laughs> and um i just find her to be so exhausting and she is a mess on twitter too like i, I like just a worse disaster than candace who actually learned a lesson from Potomac. I'm so. so glad you brought the Candace of it all because I feel like in this discourse with Lisa Renna, especially with Andy Cohen, like they were so harsh with Candace that like they're not like that with Renna. And like you never get to see that aired out in the um, in the seasons as well, like her Instagram, like rage furies, like you'd never get to see that in the Beverly Hills um, franchise and I feel like it should be called out um, he did finally say something when she was on watch what happens live but she's so she's so sweaty like in all senses that like nothing sticks to her because he's like trying to hold her accountable she's like that's just me <laughs> but I mean like it's it was like a slow build up into this week where I'm like you're having the worst week ever you will learn absolutely nothing like why are we still here because she did all of that like fake drama with the assistant and was exposed and she goes after people online and her like dancing videos and her insistence on bringing her entire family into the show and then yelling at everybody about talking about her family it's like i i, I can't with you <laughs> there is a rumor going around i saw on twitter that her and diana are not being asked back for next season which is already a given diana i know she's not like they're <sighs> not gonna have her back lord but it would be great to put yeah lisa renna on pause yes permanent pause and how about you, um, Emily, your runner up for worst week? Yeah. So I am going to give it to Taylor Lautner and the soon to be <laughs> Taylor Lautner. So if you didn't hear Taylor Lautner, they was announced. So Taylor Lautner has been engaged, I think, since like earlier this year. Um, but it was announced that his fiance, who's also named Taylor, is taking his name. So she will also be Taylor Lautner. And I have to talk about this because one, I know someone named Aaron who is married to an Aaron. They both share different spellings, pure coincidence, but she very smartly decided when she, she married a man, Aaron, um, she decided when she got married and partially because she didn't want to change her name, but two, she knew the confusion that could arise if she took his name. So she kept her name, <laughs> rightfully so. Um, so the level of confusion that comes out of this, I don't know. And who was the one of these two who was adamant about this change? I want to say it was probably Boy Taylor Lautner, um, who apparently they call each other Boy Tay and Girl Tay, which I, uh, but that's uh, gross. No, no, no. Does, my question is, does Taylor Lautner just have a thing for Taylor's because he once dated Taylor Swift? Yeah, maybe. I, I just think it'd be easier if they went by Taylor's Lautner, you know, yeah, like, let's yes. just like cut it all like, out. Like attorneys general. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay. I know he announced this at what the Kelly Clarkson short show because Kelly Clarkson so. was just like, like, so like blown away. And was like, it's not that big of a deal. We've known a while that they're probably going to do this to us. I just, I'm glad they put it out in the open officially. Um, the other thing is the cut wrote an article about this and reminded me that Paris Hilton, I forgot, yes, was engaged to Paris Latsis, 
um, a few ba- years back when she was in her Greek shipping air phase. <laughs> um, and then Lauren Bush, who is, I believe, the niece of George W. Bush, um, infamously, she married Ralph Lauren's son, Dave, or Ralph Lauren's son, David Lauren. And now her name is Lauren Bush Lauren. Um, so that's all very confusing. I just, ugh, just keep your name. Don't make it confusing on everyone. Lauren Bush Lauren is very funny though. I, I support that one. <laughs> well, I can't even imagine the paperwork. I can't believe you're going to do all that paperwork just to have the same name. Like, yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) So for my runner up this week for worst week, I have to give it to Annie Leibowitz. Mm. She um, photographed Katanji Brown. She is obviously part of the new SCOTUS. On Tuesday, the photographer posted a sneak peeked photo on her Twitter account and the images are just so disappointing. I don't know why they continue to use this photographer, especially when it comes to like black actresses and artists and celebrities and politicians um she has been thrown under the bus so many times for all of her um pictures but we also have to look at Anna Wintour who has faced past issues of being racist um she's done Olivia Davis, Lupita, Simone Biles just to name a few and she also did that cover of LeBron James with Giselle where he depicted the gorilla of um of King Kong of King Kong yes and like all her pictures when like even the Simone Biles it's just so dark she makes them look I'm sorry she makes them look so ugly even the editing there was so many people on Twitter who was like I'll edit it for you there I made it look better and yeah it's just like this is a reason why we don't see Beyonce on American. This Vogue. is beyond <laughs> disappointing. So I'm looking at these pictures now. Mm-hmm. Um, for context, uh, Vanessa, I grew up in the DC area. I was born in DC. I was back in the DC era for a wedding back in June. And we actually took pictures at the Lincoln Memorial where these, these photos were shot. And there are beautiful options for lighting. There are just about, I am no photographer but I can tell you there are plenty other times of day in which you could get really prime lighting here. And for Annie Leibovitz, who is like the go-to photographer besides Mario Testino, I feel like when I think about like major photographers, um, this, yeah, it's just so disappointing. Like that I just, I'm looking at this photo and it is just so um, underwhelming, whelmed, if you will, to take it back <laughs> to 10 things I hate about you. Like it's yeah. just, ugh. yeah, this is sad. It's it's the perfect word is disappointed. It's just like, why do you keep using her? And it's, yeah, it's, it makes, like I said, the whole Beyonce backstory of it all. I know she did uh, a Vogue cover in 2018, but like Beyonce had to ask for a black photographer. Like she didn't really right. get her choice of who was going to um, do the cover for her and whatnot. But yeah. Which is wild to me. I don't know why, especially with things that are super high profile you would think that they have people in mind that they would want to have photograph them like why isn't there like a middle ground more to your point like I I'm not surprised that Annie Leibovitz can't shoot I mean it's been very apparent that like whatever and even the stuff that she's like known for like that Miley Cyrus photo that was like so controversial is truly an awful photo like if you just evaluate it on its merits so like we can start at like maybe she's lost her touch and then like to continually give her opportunities to 
not take a good photo when there are so many other photographers that know how to light and shoot black people and clearly she just it, it's not her style and it doesn't work for her oh, i don't know why we keep giving her gigs can't she just like shoot oscar winners or something like i don't know what are we doing yeah it's like they don't want to get out of their circle ever they want to get, yeah recycling their their staff <laughs> this this reminds me so much of when um when Insecure was still on TV, there were some really fantastic articles about like the DPs and the cinematographers and all the various people who were working behind the scenes and how beautifully they shot, captured black skin on film and the history. I mean, anyone who knows anything a little bit about history, you'll learn about like how, um, you know, all every single thing that was developed for movie making Margot, I know you went to film school you know this even better than I do but like everything when it comes to film and make movie making and all that was designed with white bodies in mind and so there's so much that's had to been done over the years to better capture you know people of color on camera and so yeah it's 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 still amazing um in a very horrible way in 2022 that we still haven't moved past that in uh, Vogue, but it's Condé Nast, so like it, it's to be expected. It, truly, that's <laughs> at the end of the day, you're just like, well, it's Anna Wintour, and like yeah. your pass is so bad, and the yeah. Gabbana. It's like, yeah, it's a, a whole timeline of it. Um, so for worst week winner, I already chose Brad Pitt. <laughs> I feel like I, we went a good deep dive in it, but who are your winners for worst week? My worst week is going to go to Brooklyn Beckham's married tattoos. <laughs> they are each more embarrassing than the last. Yes. I I understand that he's a nepotism child who some might say, maybe me, but some might say that he's talentless and has been given every opportunity in the world to be a terrible photographer and an awful chef and just a general like just never met somebody who's a total void of charisma like and it's so and i say this as a posh stand it is so upsetting i want you to succeed but you're just not good at stuff but one thing you're good at is getting really dumb fucking tattoos and there's nothing i enjoy more so everybody knows that he got like the mary tattoo He's gotten all sorts of like really, I mean, just like rivaling Pete Davidson for like, why would you do this to yourself? But my favorite, if I may read, is um, he got part of his fucking vows tattooed on him. And like, look, I I have my wedding date tattooed on my ring finger, right? Like I'm, you know, guilty as charged or whatever. But I don't need my vows to, like in the script. It's like all of it's so ugly and it's so much. So um, if you don't mind, I'm going to read just a little bit. Please, I was gonna say to you. <laughs> no, oh, you, oh, you know, I copy pasted because I was like, this is ridiculous. <clears throat> Thank you. So, in like biblical esque script, I believe it's on his back. He has tattooed, "quote I have been looking forward to this day for so long because today is the day I get to marry you, my forever babe, my love, my best friend, Nicola." Today, you become my partner, my other half, and my family, who does not like her. Um, <laughs> and because of that, I'm the luckiest man in the world to be able to spend the rest of my life with you, end quote. Not everything needs to be a tattoo. That's not even that profound. You can find that on a fucking Hallmark card, please. Like, we need to take a beat. I did truly think that those were, it was, for me, it was like vows at the Beckham wedding or, a, or from a Hallmark movie script. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, he also got 
her last name Peltz tattooed on his chest. Um, he has her grandmother's name and his oh, wow. her grand or um, either grandmother or great grandmother's name Gina tattooed. He also has like Gina's prayers tattooed somewhere. He has all sorts of stuff that he, they're writing. I think that's great. The vows though is what were truly. I was like, <laughs> you're the worst. This is it. This is it for me. I want to know who is this for. Yes, it's for her, but like. There's got to be something going on for him to tat himself this much in Are they... this little amount of time. I know in the blinds, there's a lot of um, Posh and her not liking each other. And um, I feel like she did a whole new look because she's blonde, but she came out with a whole bang uh, brunette, long haired look. And there was. Um... <laughs> Is this her? I'm so sad. My mother-in-law hates me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I also feel like he's just he's so fucking corny and he doesn't have a personality and he's trying them all on. And I really don't begrudge him that. But like, please stop pretending like your parents don't pay for everything. But it's mostly like he's like, oh, I'm going to be a wife guy now. The way that like some people pivot to being like uh, a a wedding Instagram influencer or like a mommy blogger or like whatever. You know, this is like his the TIG, you know, like he's trying he's trying to he's trying to do something. It's not working, but he's trying to do it. And he's proving it by getting a bunch of stupid ass tattoos. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, for sure. That I wonder if she likes it. <laughs> She's like, yes, she more. Yeah, I love my yeah. I love my sleepy billionaire princess. She is not engaged in whatever he's doing. She's just like, I, OK, you're doing great. Like she. Yeah, it, like she, very like musician's wife. Like, I loved your song. Like she's just desensitized <laughs> to all of it. Well, it feels like it's all very much a cover up. No, no, not a cover up, but like a consolation for him not being able to confront his own family about who he married. It's like rather than just talk to his parents and be like, listen, I fucking married this woman, like take her or leave her. But she's my wife. Uh, He instead is like, well, I don't feel like confronting my parents. I don't have it in me. So let me just get all these tattoos. (laughs) Maybe that'll make up for the fact that she'll never be good enough in my mom's eyes. That's such a good worst week winner. Who is your worst week winner, Emily? Well, my worst week winner is anyone. Oh, where is it? Oh, yep. Sorry, lost my notes. Um, <laughs> celebrities who continue to date barely legal or underage people. Um, in particular, Wilmer Valderrama. Um, so Demi Lovato released her new single. I believe it's called Twenty Nine. Um, and she or they call out Wilmer Valderrama, um, because. They were 17 when they were in a relationship with him. And uh, this man, as we all know, anyone who is an old millennial knows, has a track record for dating underage women. Mandy Moore, Lindsay Lohan, obviously Demi Lovato, many other starlets or stars over the years. Um, And I'm just glad that someone's calling him out on his bullshit. And uh, especially in the wake of the Dane Cook engagement announcement. So uh, again, fuck anyone out there who continues to think that it's cool to date underage people or barely, barely legal people. You are grooming someone. It's inappropriate. Go fuck yourself and go be with someone who is age appropriate. Amen. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just read the whole Wilmer Valderrama uh, Beyond the Blinds read I listened to the whole episode and like I knew that even back in do you remember MTV Diary Mandy Moore did it? oh 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 do we remember oh oh my god 
you think you may know, but you don't know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have no idea. Yeah. Can someone please reboot that? Sorry. Just quick sidebar. Y'all reboot a bunch of shit that I don't want, but can you Para- Paramount get Plus? Get on it. Do it. Stop trying to reboot Ally McBeal and shit. It's so irritating. No, seriously. MTV. Um, I feel like Cara Berry tweeted this saying like MTV is losing so much money for not re-airing old MTV real world road rules challenges. Uh-huh. Like just a road rule back in the day and just yeah MTV diary making the mm-hmm. video would be mm-hmm. old to see right now mm-hmm. old mm-hmm. ones too mm-hmm. um yeah they're just I don't know who's in charge it sounds like a child is in charge and they're just like ridiculous ridiculousness Listen, like, I think Kara also said I'm pretty sure Rob Deirdrick has something on MTV because there's truly no other <laughs> explanation <Yeah>. for the <laughs> amount that his show gets played oh my god I'm just saying look I know I'm sure the hell figure family paid a lot of money to take rich girls out off the air but look rich girls still 20 15 plus years later still is just prime television but sorry mandy moore's diary (laughs) (laughs) um speaking of rich girls i can go off about rich girls so much um yeah you can never find their videos or any of their footage like not even maybe just like a two second gif and that's it you know we literally talked to Kara so Kara was a guest on our podcast and we talked about rich girls yeah it was like yeah it I mean you can't find it anywhere I think like 10 plus years ago my roommate and I found it and we started watching it on YouTube but that shit was quickly taken (laughs) off the interwebs uh bring that back please all right moving on to best week honorable mention um I kind of wanted to give it to Scotland for being the first country to offer free tampons and other period products um I hope this is just a little primary example I know Spain it like kind of did the same thing where um I just feel like I want to move to Europe just because they're becoming so progressive with tampons and period products. I went the other day just to do a haul in Rite Aid and I, 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 with inflation and all, it's just so ridiculously expensive just to get regular toiletries that I need for the month. It like racked up to like $32 and I got three boxes of different size. Like I got tampons, pads, and like a night pad. And it was like $36. And I was like, this is insane. Honorable mention to Scotland for being the first country to offer free period products. Um, yeah, I hope you guys see me there. <laughs> Seriously. Well, I want to, I want to live somewhere where a strong man who can throw a caber um, you know, can, can, I can live with him in a nice cabin in the Highlands, but also have free products that I need whenever I have my period. Way to go, Scotland. So yeah, Spain actually is in their public bathrooms now offer free toilet. Oh, nice. That's what they do, which is, it, it would be way better than the 25 cent machine that I have to get for the tiny tampon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Last Never. me two minutes. <laughs> Oh. Who are your best week honorable mentions? Um, my first honorable mention is gonna go to Nicole Byer. She stepped in to host for Kimmel while he does his summer vacation. And I just think 
I'm a big Nicole Byer fan in general, but I just think she really like crushed it. And as much as everybody wants to be like, oh, give her a late night show. Don't. I want her to do other stuff. I don't want her to be tied to some late night desk or whatever. Maybe eventually you could give her a show. But right now I enjoy watching her on her various TV shows and her various podcasts. But um, as somebody who's been watching her since Girl Code, it was so nice to see her. And she was just so funny. And she did. She took uh, whatever Kimmel's little. I don't watch any late night. I, I only watched these clips for Nicole Pyre, <laughs> but she took Kimmel's sidekick to a pole dancing class. And it was just so funny. And she's so charming. And I loved her interview with Aubrey Plaza. And it's just so nice to see her where she belongs at the top. And she's got like a bunch of Emmy nominations and it's weird to say I'm proud of a stranger, but um, I guess I am. No, she works like she works so much. I don't know where she finds the time. Cause even like I see her guesting in podcasts and I'm like, how, <laughs> like, isn't she in the middle of production of a show of a competition show? And then, yeah, I, I can totally see her in the future be like daytime show. That would be really awesome. But no, I, I'm with you. I don't want her to do that because she is totally down for other great projects all the time. Mm -hmm. There is a part of me that with uh, James Corden announcing his retirement, thank God, um, you know, (laughs) there's back, please. There's take him back. UK. (laughs) Um, that's yeah, that's a Brexit I can get behind. Uh, so (laughs) I, you know, part of me really hopes that when they announce his replacement, it will very likely be a white man, which will just anger me. But if CBS uh, can get to their sense, come to their senses, hopefully they consider someone like Nicole Byer because she is such a treat. I do want her to continue doing all the projects, but she would be such a treat after I watched a couple of her Kimmel clips and um, yeah, it's always a goddamn delight. And she's always surprising too. Like if, I feel like I know her so not no this is so weird but because she's told so many stories with uh the Jew Solomon Giorgio um I think she did um couples therapy with Naomi and Andy and like you know when you're listening to these um her podcast that she's featured in you know a little bit more about her and you I get more surprised knowing something about her past um like she went to um a really good school in New York where um, a lot of actors and show people go to and just the stories of that alone um, I was just like I she's has had a crazy life (laughs) and like she's gone through like some loopholes and whatnot roller coaster and she's a Jersey girl yeah Nicole Byer is definitely one of those um, celebrities um, that I want to see more of best week honorable mention we did both right Emily you're next oh yes so I would like to give it to Miss Florence Pugh though breakups are never easy some are easier than others some are easier than others she's Uh, actually in my honorable mentions as well I'm so glad you brought her up I think, yeah, we both had the same note in the doc. We were like, lost 200 pounds of dead weight. (laughs) (laughs) I literally want to do a timeline of when she was at the beach with that actor that everybody was like, are her and Zach Brock over? Um, Do you remember? They were like, yeah, that was like in June, maybe. What's his name? Uh, William Poulter, who was also in Midsommar, but now he's getting like marvel yoked which is not regular yoked it's like some other weird hybrid version but now that he's like kind of looking hotter everyone's like you guys should date right i think he's yeah. dating somebody else he looks really hot i was like i'm here for this, this. 
yeah just look bad <laughs> together i mean we might take another look i don't know you guys just see what you see we're we're just over here supporting you yeah um I guess she came to her senses, right? Did you want to add more to that, Emily, by the way? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just look, I, unlike my earlier comments about Wilmer Valderrama, I never thought that Florence Pugh and Zach Braff's relationship was any sort of grooming or whatnot. She was in her early twenties, at least she's been an adult for many years as she talked about in like her stories and all that. My criticism was just, she is such a treat and a delight why why him um I can see why him (laughs) I am a Zach Groff fan since I was like Garden State days I am from Jersey I he filmed around my town and I guess that sentiment I hold on to it but like after finding out how old he was and then like the Mandy Moore Mandy Moore girl like oh yes (laughs) DJ AM Wilmer Please, that is yeah that is my one that I was like that's the only one I'm truly jealous I, of. you know I'm just happy that she and Dawes or whatever his name is and nope Dawes that's his are, name no you are correct Dawes, I don't know Dawes are just married Dawes. they've got a cute kid because she's another one in the way like, yeah oh. it's all very sweet but I would love to hear about her um list I would yes. just have I just want to hear yeah. the stories no judgment just a lot of like just pure interest yeah but going back to like the whole Zoc Zach Zockroff <laughs> of it all yeah it's he kind of just always like left a question mark where I was like oh I used to like him and now he's like he's turned into that creepy dude preying on younger actresses and celebrities and whatnot but yeah not looking good <laughs> for Zach Braff he just kind of like brought her whole you know maybe just because I rewatched Clueless recently but he he brought down her whole social profile because he's just sort of like a womp womp there's nothing like necessarily wrong with sure. him he's just sort of like okay we get it you did scrubs and garden state amazing for you stop talking to me about like a struggle you make syndication money this is ridiculous <laughs> um he seems like one of those guys that would like if you gave him one too many drinks, he would talk about how, because he's white, he does, he gets passed up for stuff all the time. You know, like I just get that energy (laughs) from him. And so, yeah, I feel like she's released herself from all this dead weight. And like now her profile can be where it is, which is a plus not like, you know, B plus. She's also, I feel like having a good week because I know um, the whole Olivia Wilde and um, being in the movie, what's it called? Something darling. Don't worry, darling. Yes, where um, she kind of ignored Olivia Wilde and apparently they're not like in good terms because of the whole, I don't know. She just seems like a really chill girl that has her head on her shoulders. Yeah, if her whole, if like one of the rumors about Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh turned out to be true, it's because Florence Pugh like lost respect for her for like not being professional at work. And honestly, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We've all been there. Right? It's like, yeah, yeah you you think that they're one way and you're so excited and they kind of like turn out to be like everybody else and you're like, mm, fuck this. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go out of my way. Yeah. Best week runner up. What was your choices? I'll- okay. You go first. Oh, mine will be quick. Um, My runner up is fake Angela from the rehearsal. 
This woman is fucking crushing it. She delivered an amazing performance in the rehearsal as fake Angela. Sorry if this is like weird speak to everybody else, but she delivered a great performance there. And she's in that Hulu show, The Fool, and she's great in that. And she's just, she's very funny in and on the joke and a great actor. And I think she's have she is the moment right now as my dearly departed Wendy. She's not dead, but my dearly departed Wendy Williams would say she is the moment. Um, everybody's talking about her, but she's just, oh my God. I've been laughing about, uh, the way that she completely destroyed Nathan Fielder and to the point where he just whispered, can we do one that's less mean? Um, <laughs> I just like, I can't get over that. And it just down to the voice, like you have to admire an actor in their craft. And I am, that's what I'm doing. Um, you totally blew my mind when you pointed out that it was the same actor. Yeah. In both. I was like, what, what, what? She is so fully Angela in the rehearsal that it was just, anyway, that's my runner up. No, that's a great runner up. Thank you for <laughs> mentioning that. Uh, Emily, who is your runner-up? My runner-up are 30-something-year-old women with nothing better to do because we're getting a Bama Rush documentary, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Listen, I, as our Bama Rush correspondent, I- Reporting uh, live. From reporting <laughs> live from Tuscaloosa. Um, I've taken it very seriously. Not really. I mean, it's just, let's call it what it is. It's mostly white women, uh, who have a lot of money who are rushing into a system that's been built on a lot of racism and oppression and traditional, uh, gender roles and is, uh, pretty fucked up still in 2022. That being said, it is riveting content, uh, to hear the pronunciations of the store Sheen, um, in all its Southern glory, finding out that there is a store called the Pants Store, and spoiler, they sell more than pants, my friends. <laughs> and, and just learning where people buy stuff, and also finding out that there is a world in Alabama in which a bunch of 17 and 18 year old girls can somehow be dressed head to toe in Gucci, and where uh, all of them seem to be wearing $500 Golden Goose sneakers. Like it is a um, it, look, I was no anthropology major in college, but if I were given money tomorrow and told I could go get that pop culture anthropology PhD of my dreams, a la, you know, Buster in Arrested Development and never have to worry about anything ever again, um, I think I'd do a dissertation on Bamarush talk because it's just fascinating. I've been loving the, um, the girls who joined Bama Rush and like are in and then they are automatically within the three weeks they're already out where yes. they were like I've spent like three thousand dollars oh yes. it's more like a cold like they're they've been just listing why they left and I was like oh I'm here for this because <laughs> I I wasn't really down for like the whole uh joining of it all but I'm down to hear like the gossip the backstory it's fascinating. So I learned so much this year for, about what goes on behind the scenes. When there are girls who do not get the houses they like in Alabama, they will quickly transfer to Ole Miss because their rush is like two weeks later. Like they care, correction, their parents probably care so much about being in a sorority of their choice that will give them some social standing that they will literally transfer to a school in Mississippi to rush in that, or try to rush that sorority. It, um, I just learned 
I mean, the amount of money, just it's $400 alone to rush. And then that the, I found out that semester dues are about $4,000 a semester. So you are paying probably close to $10,000 a year outside of your room and board to, um, to be in a sorority in Alabama. Um, and once you learn about like the fact that there's potentially a secret society allegedly called the machine that's based on the Greek life there, um, the amount of money that the university pours into its Greek life system while not taking care of the students who need financial aid and other things. It's all very fucked up. And I hope that this documentary will give this full 360 view, like one, you know, 360 view of the good, the bad and the ugly. Nice. I'm so excited for it. I didn't even know that there was a documentary. I'm you, I'm in, <laughs> like, I totally want to see it now. Cause like, yeah, the TikToks, I was just like, oh wow, this is crazy. But now a documentary and knowing the background of it, like that's insane. Yeah. So for my best week runner up, I have to give it to Kid Cudi. It's so funny that we mentioned Kanye West, the easy gap and didn't, I didn't even bring up Kid Cudi. He opened up about his stroke in rehab. Um, he came out, I'll put this in the description of the episode, the Esquire article interview where he's 38 now six years ago he claimed he didn't love himself the way that he does now I didn't know he was facing hard times but he has battled depression he mentions Kanye how he's only been on two tracks on his album while he's been on every Kanye album um I'm sorry but when I think of Kid Cudi I don't think of Kanye West I don't know about you guys like I didn't even so for him to in the article, he makes it clear that he doesn't want to be known as that, which I was like, I don't think people do. Like, Mm -hmm. I just think Kid Cudi, I don't really relate to him with Kanye. Um, But yeah, he is looking pretty fine. He has one picture that I'll have to post up where it's just him um, naked with a sock. And I thought that was really hot. Did you see X, Vanessa, the H24 horror film? No, I want to see it so bad. I feel like because I read so much of it, I kind of know already the storyline, but I know he's in it. It's, I will say it wasn't one of my favorite A24 horror films, um, but it is a, um, I thought the actors in it were very good. And I really thought Kid Cudi and Britney Snow were real treats in that film. Did you guys ever watch, oh God, what was it? Made in how, America? How that, to Make It in America. I liked him <laughs> in too. the first season of that. I think Me he's too. a really talented actor. But yeah, when I was genuinely surprised that him and Kanye had beef like earlier this year or last year or whatever when that Pete Davidson stuff was happening. So I was doubly surprised to be like, oh, you guys are also friends? Like what? I, yeah, people guest on each other's tracks all the time. I don't really think that, that automa- automatically makes you BFFs. You're coworkers. Like, I don't really know. But also, yeah. Yeah, in the article he mentions about like, he doesn't really think of Kanye as a friend because of what he did to him. He, um, when the whole Pete Davidson happened and he thought Kid Cudi was siding with Pete Davidson because Pete Davidson and Kid Cudi is friends, but like, so is everybody else in Hollywood. Um, And Kanye like kind of called out Kid Cudi, even in the small print of that um, newspaper where it said Skeet is dead. Um, Oh my God. It's a small print. He mentions something about dissing Kid Cudi in there. Um, but he's mess. He in the article he says you're messing with my mental health. Like you got your trolls 
coming after me when I'm trying to better myself, be in a better space. And like for you to know that you're doing that to me and you won't do anything about it, you're not a friend. And the way I'm paraphrasing here, I highly recommend reading the article because it truly tells that this man has gone through therapy and he's trying to do better. I didn't know that in his music, I guess, the lyrics are kind of, um, it shows hints of depression. Um, but yeah, Kid Cudi kind of like blew me away with this article and yeah, it made me really mad at Kanye <laughs> amongst <laughs> other things that I'm mad about him with. Um, my winner for best week is Bill Hader's penis. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> as a person that has a, has had a crush on Bill Hader for an embarrassing amount of time, probably since like super bad or Same. whatever. Yeah. Um, Saturday night live. <laughs> yeah. Same. All yeah, yeah. Saturday night live. Like basically anything he's done. I'm like, Oh my God. Like even Barry, I'm like, I know you're bad, but like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and I know he's like, I hate it when people say that, but sorry, buddy. But, um, uh, God bless Rachel Bilson, who also has a very interesting dating history um on her new podcast where she's just like whatever like I've got nothing left to lose where she let us all know people who have just long time been like I bet Bill Hader has a big dick and she just put it all out there for us and so we salute you Rachel Bilson for doing the Lord's work and you know what Bill fuck yeah good for you bud oh god just makes you even more attractive so Mm -hmm. I love that you brought that up because this isn't the first time Rachel Bilson brings him up in her podcast. Mm-hmm. She mentioned before the uh, breakup with him, which by the way, weeks later, Anna Kendrick and him broke up. And I was like, okay, there's a story there. Okay, but, but did I you digress. Story <laughs> Anna, have you Anna heard Chance about? Have you guys heard about there is a woman who DMs De Moi? Uh, and tells her that she put a love spell on Bill Hader and that's why his relationships keep not working out I know it's insane (laughs) but by the time the Anna Kendrick thing happened I was like maybe that lady's right I mean I don't know weirder things have totally happened some practical magic it but I think but maybe like not as like cute (laughs) kind of nefarious but like yeah anyway so yes but I was glad that he and Anna Kendrick broke up because I don't like her I was much no. happier when he was dating Rachel Bills and I was like you get it girl but I yeah know. I, I wonder if she's just trying to bring out hints of like hey call me <laughs> I really that's how it honestly that's how it does read to me like when she's talked about how their breakup was harder than childbirth or whatever I was like okay yeah you know something that we don't which is like maybe she knew that he was breaking up with Hannah Kendrick <laughs> as she was saying those things but either way I appreciate her being messy. I love uh, Lucy Goosey, Rachel Bilson. And <laughs> Summer forever. Quiet and like, I feel like we haven't seen him. Like he's not mm-hmm. that type to like be photographed, I guess, like that. But yeah, he you don't hear a blimp out of him. And I think that's what makes him more attractive. <laughs> totally. The fact <laughs> yes. that I know nothing. I mean, it's like the thing where you can like project whatever you want. Although oh. we did get a confirmation about one very important thing. So <laughs> I just feel like, yeah, but I respect that he doesn't like dump his fucking purse out in that in every interview, he's like, I'm not dating because I want to take care of my kids because this divorce has been very difficult for them. It's like, wow. I mean, that obviously makes me hornier for him to <laughs> hear that he's like a responsible, loving father that actually puts his kids before himself, but like not even in a way that's like paying lip service, like to your point, you don't see him doing anything. No, yeah. I also, the thing with Bill Hader is I too have massive crush on him um I also just love every time he's on a late night show I find out some new little tidbit about him 
and just how adorably nerdy he is and how much I'm just like, oh, same. Like he talked about missing the Oscars and instead not watching the Oscars, instead watching a documentary um, one year on the late night show. He was watching a documentary on the famous bassist Jocko Pistorius. And I was like, same, Bill Hader, same. I did. I love that documentary. Um, so I just, every time I find out something about this man, it's just very charming and wholesome. And to know that like, you know what? He's just also been blessed with a large penis. Just, you know, makes me, makes me so happy. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he's living his best life and I hope he's, you know, mentoring just Jason Sudeikis throughout his whole divorce debacle because of like Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. I feel like Ted Lasso needs a Ted Lasso. I feel like he's probably trying to put a football field the distance between him and that man and all of his problems. Plus he's too busy making the last season of Barry, which I think kind of like comes pretty more important than whatever Jason Sudeikis is doing. Yeah, that took a while for it to come back to Mm -hmm. the pandemic. Yeah. And the last uh, season was amazing. And I hope he wins all the Emmys. Well, uh, I had to give it to my man, John Corbett and the turquoise jewelry he will most undoubtedly be wearing uh, during his role reprise of the role of Aiden Shaw on And Just Like That. So uh, today they announced that Aiden is coming back. Um, I'm very excited to see what will happen for him in season two. Um, I thought that the podcast producer, oh, wait, spoiler alert for Anne, just like that, but it's been out for a while. <laughs> the hot podcast producer that Carrie ends up with at the end looked very charming. So I'll be very interested to see what happens uh, with Aiden showing up again. But I just always love John Corbett. Um, I'm just excited to see him in this. And um, no doubt there will be some, you know, uh, crisp white linen shirts in our future. So thank God for that. I hope he leaves that braided leather necklace. Oh God. Yeah, that can go. I I simply, I want the turquoise jewelry, nothing else. (laughs) Nothing. And a little hint of silver. Just a little hint. hint. Also, my question, Emily, since you turn like some of your predictions turn out to be like scary accurate. (laughs) <laughs> do you do you think they're going to talk about what happened in Sex and the City 2 and how they like almost made out in Abu Dhabi or whatever? You know, we all thought what state what happened in Abu Dhabi stayed in Abu Dhabi. But I mean, knowing... mostly because all of us want to forget that movie. Ever happened. <laughs> we all want to forget that movie ever happened. However, knowing Michael Patrick King and Sarah Jessica Parker and what happens when those two get into a room together, hijinks ensue. So you best believe Abu Dhabi is making an appearance the con- some some much like how we had the ghost of Samantha Jones via text lur- lurking in the shadows throughout that season. I bet you were going to have some sort of exposition around something that was not featured in that three hour long shit show of a movie. Uh, and they're just going to try to shame Samantha even more with something that didn't happen in that movie. Oh my God. Well, yeah. I mean, when Samantha played by a text, a gray text bubble is who you're working with, you can just say whatever you want. It doesn't matter. I wonder, yeah, she has already stated that she is not coming like at no. all. Right. No, mm-hmm. she never wants nothing to do with it. Like yeah. she's like, if you guys want to do it, that's fine. I don't care. Please just like, leave me alone. I know. I feel so bad for her. Me too. <laughs> All right, so for my best week winner, I have to give it up to Solange, my favorite Knowles. <laughs> she is the first Black woman to compose music for the New York City Ballet, a score production. Um, 
I know people love Beyonce, but I truly have loved Solange back in the day when she hung out with like Grizzly Bear and like would yes. them. Um, she's just like great and amazing. And yeah, um, that elevator video still lives in my head where oh. she it's like I can never not see her like she I know it's abusive and violent, but she came off as a strong confident like I want her in my team like to speak for me kind of woman and yeah from that day on like I knew I I loved her music more than Beyonce which is I hope the beehive like forgives me for that but like it's still all in the family um yeah Solange for her to be the first black woman 2022 come on now like I'm not really that surprised because the New York City Ballet is super predominantly white so <laughs> well I mean as as everybody who's watched center stage knows it's just Zoe Saldana out there yeah, so. it's really, yeah. <laughs> but yeah best week ever for her um we are at the end of the episode where I ask my guests their favorite songs and you guys came up with two like chef kiss best songs I've in the early 2000s I'll go with Margot, the um maps yeah 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 it came out in 2003 please tell me where were you when you first heard this song oh I was probably in my best friend Marianne's room we had discovered the yeah yeah yeah's through a friend that was actually in art school and we were really obsessed with their EP and I remember when Fever to Tell came out we were like so ready for it and I think it's like one of those songs where like, no matter where I, it always stops me and it makes me very emotional. Although I'm not really entirely sure where it's coming from or why. Um, but then it, the sweetest part was that on their tour in 2003, we got to meet the band mm-hmm. when they came uh, and they played at the Fonda. And that was just like a once in a lifetime like experience that just makes uh, that song and that album. And even that time that wasn't like particularly amazing, like be like a standout moment so I love that song and it was almost our first dance song but then I just put it on a playlist (laughs) so a little bit about the song maps did you know that it was about her her boyfriend at the time who was a front man to the band the liars and um maps is an anagram acronym my bad and it's an acronym where it stands for my angus please stay it's a song like where they were like battle um you know she was leaving for tour and in the music video she's crying those are real tears because she was waiting for him didn't know if he was going to show up or not because she said I'm doing this music video and I'm going to go on tour and I don't know if I'm going to see him again but the fact that those were real tears and Karen O I remember having her haircut did you I feel like you probably had her haircut too at that time no I wasn't brave enough to have her haircut but thanks for thinking I'm that cool I mean you got the perfect bangs I uh, I tried so hard with the bangs but yeah like I would flat iron the crap out of it so I can look like Karen O like so oh I definitely did that like we put up photos from my like emo whatever like post-punk emo phase where I have like super super flat dark choppy banged hair so yes I'm very familiar with the feeling oh uh, yeah Karen O was just like I still to this day is a queen and yeah the director he did a bunch of indie mu- music videos like Grizzly Bear and yeah just 
I thought that was really cool. Also, have you guys read the book uh, Meet Me in the Bathroom with Liz? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This came up last night, Emily. I need to still borrow it from you. Such it a fun is, book. It's such a great book. It's literally every band that I've seen in New York in the 2000s at that time, like Strokes, um, Karen O, just her life with Spike Jones or Spike. Yeah. Spike, Spike Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Spike yeah. Jones. Um, that relationship it's yeah um, it's a total time capsule to go back to and it's a great fun read I highly recommend reading into that for your favorite song Emily I loved it Touch the Sky by Kanye West it came out in 2005 the music video still holds up to this day I saw it Pamela Anderson looks like she hasn't aged that song I can't believe how long ago it came out and she still looks exactly the same Tracy Ellie Ross is in it, Neil Long. Um, I forgot that Kanye is Kanyeval. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. I had totally forgotten about that. And Lupe Fiasco. Oh, my God. I feel like he was such a vibe back then. Like, yes. he was totally in that time, like, on the map. Please tell me, where were you when you first heard this song? Okay. So, I have a little sister who's two years younger than me. So, between us, we shared quite a few CDs, naturally. And she had late registration, which I believe is a really underrated Kanye album. All right. Late registration is a fantastic album. Very few skips. Like I, I think it, it often gets placed very low on the ranking of Kanye albums. And I, I believe it deserves better. Um, so I think I heard it. It was my senior year of call of high school because 2005 and I, for me, that was just like the anthem, you know, for graduating high school. I was like, touch the sky, baby girl. Like, and then a couple of years ago, I, a couple of years later, Lupe Fiasco came to my college. And so I saw him and I was very into Lupe Fiasco at the time. Um, cause he had, I think two albums out at that point. Um, and uh, was just a really good show. Like this was 15 years ago, I think I saw him and it's still one of the better, con best concerts I've been to. I mean, Lupe introduced me to Bape. I, I was in high school too. Yeah. Like, I didn't know like that brand or anything. And like, he was just kind of like Pharrell Williams, you know, um, yes. a great singer songwriter who like skates too. I thought that was so awesome good times I know it's such a great album I mean I know it's hard to listen to Kanye nowadays I know. But it's such great music especially the past of it all thank you guys so much for joining me I am so happy that you guys joined my show like I love your podcast can you please let my listeners know how they can find you guys yeah absolutely so we are we are the old millennials podcast. You can find us on Apple. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us just about anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. We are on Instagram and Facebook at the old millennials pod. And guess what? We've got a Patreon. So if you end up liking what you hear, um, you should definitely check out our old millennial cinematic universe uh, for $5 a month. You get access to two additional pieces of content. Um, those can be bonus episodes, fun newsletters where we're talking about what we're obsessed with at the time. Um, there's plenty more to come and stay tuned for our season eight, which will be premiering next month. I'm so excited for your Patreon. I know on um, 
Spotify, you guys have had like little clips, snippets, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I need to join that Patreon. <laughs> like after it like ends, I'm like, oh, I don't got to join it. So please join their Patreon, guys. It's totally awesome. And yeah, thank you so much for joining my show, guys. Thanks for thank having you, us. Vanessa. This was so much fun. We we love doing this. So yeah, and we have to have you on soon too. Absolutely. Talk about oh. old pop culture shit. <laughs> oh, I would totally be down for that. <laughs> Like looping the third, here like here till I'm bitter on the curb. Peach fuzz buzz, but bit on the verge. Let's slow it down like we're on the surf. Bottle shaped body like Mrs. Butterworth. But before you say another word, I'm back on the block like I'm laying on the street. I'm trying to stop lying like a mumbra, but I'm not lying when I'm laying on the beat. On God, a touche Lupe cool as the unthaw, but I still feel possessed as a gunshot. Come as correct as a phone star. And the fresh pair of steps in my best phone call. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I had so much fun talking with these gals. They were so much fun, and I can't wait to grab that drink with them. Um, Next week, I have Jordane joining my show, and I can't wait to have her on the podcast. She was the co-host of Bad Romance Podcast. As you know, I had Bronwyn on the show back earlier in the season, and I'm so excited to have Jordane to join the show. Please follow us on best week ever podcast by the way guys we got stickers and if you want a sticker dm me and i will mail it to you guys um dm me and i can send you guys some stickers they are awesome i'm super stoked i already sent them on their way to krista which i'm excited because it's her birthday this week happy birthday krista i really hope you guys are having the most best week ever bye Oh, they don't like me like I love you